only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live.
He will put an iron yoke on your neck until he has destroyed you. Capital E, prosperity, prosperity. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty and glorious name, again, we bless you, Father. We thank you for all of what you do, all that you've been doing. Thank you, Father, for waking us up again today, giving us strength, uh, giving us the ability to see the activity of our limbs, Thank you, Father. We, we appreciate you for food, for clothing, for shelter. So many great things that you do for us, your, your little children. Even though we have not yet obtained it all yet, we have not yet been made perfect, we continue to press on in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that we may take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of us. We thank you so much, Father. We appreciate you. Uh, we reverence you. We honor you. Ask, Father, that you'll give us a rhema word today as we study your Logos word. Show us, Father, what you would have us to see, that your name will be glorified and honored all the more, and that your people in the four corners of the earth, uh, as they hear these words of yours, may they be strengthened, encouraged, edified, and uplifted. These and all other blessings we ask and we count done in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Let God's people say Amen. 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 Uh, prosperity. Once again, thanks. And we're going to finish up with this particular series uh, today, the Lord willing. Uh, God has shared so much with us. We, we're talking about life more abundantly, and there are so many revelations that God has given us concerning the abundant life. And, and I believe it is, is fitting that we would close out this particular series with the three words under prosperity that God gave me when he gave me the scripture. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 47, God talks about the time of your prosperity, in the time of your prosperity. Now, we're still talking about prosperity. And what this means, children of God, is that the attitude that you and I have in the time of our prosperity can determine whether our prosperity will continue or whether God will have to cut it short. Just keep that in mind. Attitude. Uh, I've shared this with you all a number of times, and I, I must keep stressing this because God does not want to see you and I lose our blessing. God wants to see us blessed. You need to understand that's what he desires. But I, I want to encourage you and exhort you. Don't let your blessing go to your head. Don't let your blessing cause you to become conceited, become arrogant, start thinking like you better than somebody. Because if the wrong attitude comes up in us in the time of our prosperity, God will oftentimes remove prosperity in order for us to get our attitude back right. Come on, children of God. He's our heavenly father. Some of, some of you all still don't understand that. He is our heavenly father. Now, if you have never had a good father in the natural, it may be a little difficult for you to comprehend how God operates. Or if you've never had a good father figure in your life, it may be a little difficult. Fathers have a role, a, multi, a, a, a multiplicity of roles in our life. They're supposed to train us up in the 
in the Lord. They're supposed to bring us up in the training and instruction of the Lord. They're supposed to discipline us. They're supposed to counsel us. They're supposed to do many of the things that God does for us as children of God and that our pastors or our spiritual leaders are to do for us. God is our heavenly father. Now, just as a natural father, if he blessed you, say a natural father give you a car and you jump out there and start driving the car crazy or not using the car properly, he may have to collect the keys or collect the car back because you didn't, you didn't use your blessing properly. But that's, that's not much more than what God will do. God is the one that gives us prosperity. God is the one that gives us joy. God is the one that gives us peace. God is the one that gives us favor. God is the one that gives us all these good things. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. Well, it, it stands to reason then, if we don't use these things properly, God will begin to collect them back. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 28 is one of my favorite chapters in the Old Covenant as it deals with the blessings for obedience, verses 1 through about 14, and then the curses for disobedience, verses 14 through about, verses what? Is it ver verses 15 all the way up to like verse 68? So you got, you say, Apostle, what you're driving at? It's a whole lot of curses for disobedience. Blessings for obedience. God be like, you know, pretty much, there, there you go. There, there. But curses for disobedience, it's a whole lot of ways God can beat us now. It's a whole lot of ways God can beat us. It's a whole lot of things God can take from us. It's a whole lot of things God can use to punish us. You don't want to fall, listen, children of God, you don't want to fall into, as you look at Deuteronomy chapter 1 through Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 68, you want to keep yourself positioned in verses what? 1 through one through 14. One of the things did, did very well. So verses 1 through 14. You don't want to fall, fall over here in verses 15 through what? 68. No, 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 we don't want that kind of stuff. But, you know, the reality is, God say, you know, some folk are going to choose the curses for disobedience. Now, what we have to keep in mind is whether you are blessed or whether you are cursed, you chose it. You need to understand that. Just like you can choose to be blessed, you can choose to be cursed. And what we do and our attitude will make the determination. All of this, now look at verse 15. If you do not obey the Lord your God, and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees I am giving you today. All these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Now, God talked in verse 1 through 14 about prosperity, about blessing his people in the city, blessing his people in the country, blessing his people when they come in, blessing his people when they go out, bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them. Bless them. But now God has looked over things. What brings us on down to our scripture, verse, verse 47, what has happened to the people by the time we get down to verse 47, they did not see fit to continue obeying God. So now God say in verse 47, because you did not serve 
the Lord your God joyfully and gladly. Now, now this is what I, I keep wanting to encourage you all under the sound of my voice. Let us serve the Lord joyfully and gladly. Let us, work, let us be glad to have an opportunity to hear from God. If hearing from God and studying God's word and, and praising God is drudgery to you or it's, or it's monotonous to you or you don't, you don't like it, then something is very wrong with you. Because you don't get tired of God blessing you. You don't get tired of receiving your paycheck on the job. You don't get tired of being able to see. You don't get tired of having air to breathe. You don't get tired. So the same way we don't get tired of receiving the blessings from God, let us not get tired of blessing God. You tired. I'm tired of praising God, apostle, all the time. Got to talk about how good God is. Well, is he not? Tired of studying the word of God all the time, apostle. How come is that? Are you tired of the blessings of God? Are you tired of the good and perfect gifts from God? Listen out there, if you want to keep driving your car, you can't get tired of putting gas in it. That's what that's what helped keep it going. You out there on the sound of my voice, you don't have your house not paid for. You can't get tired of paying your mortgage as long as you you as long as you want to live in a house. You out there on the sound of my voice, you you you're not tired of being in shape. You can't be tired of exercise. Let us serve the Lord joyfully and gladly. Joyfully. Key word in that is joy. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? That means that God will strengthen you and I to serve him. God will strengthen the joy of the Lord. So God is telling us to serve him joyfully. So that means we're to serve him with the strength that he has given us. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Well, God wants us to serve him. Well, he wants us to serve him with what? Serve him with the strength he gave you. Because if you don't use the strength that God has given you to serve him, you'll use the strength that God has given you to serve the devil. Whether you serve God or whether you serve the devil, the strength you use come from God. Whether you open your mouth to praise God or whether you open your mouth to, 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 to disown or to deny God, the, the ability to open your mouth and say something, it comes from God. So some of you all out there understand my voice is just crazy enough to take the breath and the ability to speak that God has given you and use it to, 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 to deny God. How crazy is that? You out there don't, don't believe in God. Well, the very mind that you using not to believe in God, God is the one that gave it to you. You out there talking about you don't believe in God. You're opening your mouth talking about you don't believe in God. The very mouth that you using to open your mouth to talk about you don't believe God, God is the one that gave you the mouth to be able to use it. So the strength God gives us is that we might serve him. You wonder why God gave you strength to get up out of the bed? Not just so you can go to work, not just so you can exercise, not just so you can, you can uh, clean up your house or clean up. God give you strength so that you can serve him. And he wants you to serve him joyfully and what? And gladly. You ought to be glad to worship God. Something is very wrong with you. If you you're blind. You're blind. If you're not glad to worship God, if you're not glad to praise God, if you're not glad to study God, something is wrong with you. You're blind. Satan has blinded you. If you're not joyful and you're not glad. 
Serve the Lord your God joyfully and gladly. Watch this. In the time of your prosperity. So what are we seeing here? We're seeing three components. We're seeing serving the Lord. We're seeing joyfulness. We're seeing gladness. And we're seeing that prosperity is the end of the result. You say, Apostle, what you got in there? Serving God joyfully and gladly will bring about prosperity. Some of you wondering why you're not prospering. Because you're not serving God joyfully and gladly. Not serving God joyfully and gladly will keep you from prospering. How about that one? Is that simple enough for you? Not serving God can block your prosperity. Not serving God joyfully can block your prosperity. Not serving God joyfully and with gladness will block your prosperity. God said, all right. Now, I put prosperity out there for you. I gave you an opportunity to prosper. Told you how to prosper. Told you what you needed to do to prosper. You didn't want that. You didn't want that. You didn't want to serve God joyfully. You didn't want to serve God gladly. You didn't want to give to the work of God joyfully. It's amazing how these two words are very similar to the words that God gives when it comes down to us giving to the work of God. Because scripture says that God loves a cheerful giver. That means glad. That means joyful. God loves a joyful, a cheerful giver. A joyful, a glad, a cheerful giver. All the words are very similar. All right, so you didn't want to do that. You didn't want to serve God. You didn't want to give to God. You didn't want to. You didn't want to. So now God said, all right, let's try our hunger. Let's try our hunger. Let's try our thirst then. God said prosperity didn't excite you. Prosperity didn't, didn't you, you didn't see the benefits and the, and the, the, in prosperity. Let's try our hunger. Let's try out thirst. Let's try out nakedness. And let's try out poverty. Oh, see, some of you, now you're ready to pray now. Now you want the apostle to pray for you. Now that poverty doesn't come on you. But while you were while you were promoting the kingdom to remain in poverty or to be in poverty, because that's what you do. When you don't contribute to the work of God, what you're really saying is you want the kingdom of God in poverty. You might not say it with your mouth, but you're saying it with your heart and you're saying it with your actions. Let me say that again. When you don't contribute to the work of God, as we all are commanded to in the, in the word of God, what you are really saying is, whether you open your mouth and, and say it or not, what you are really saying is you want the kingdom in poverty. You want the workers in the kingdom in poverty. When you give sparingly to the work of God, what you really say, when you don't give it all you, at all, you automatically are saying it. But you also saying it when you give sparingly to the work of God, that you want the kingdom in poverty. Oh, you're like, Apostle, I ain't said that. I ain't said that. No, you ain't, you, you ain't might even say it with your mouth. But your heart, you, you need to understand the Holy Spirit hears your heart. The Holy Spirit hears your actions, even though we may not always discern what our actions are saying. The Holy Spirit hears and sees ex completely clear. So God said, all right, so now what you're going to get is a little taste of, 
of what you've been, what you really been working and trying to see happen to the kingdom. Hunger, thirst, nakedness, dire poverty. You will serve the enemies the Lord sends against you. Well, why? You're like, Basel, how come we got to serve the enemies the Lord sends? Because you didn't want to serve the God. And you're going to serve somebody. Put that down. Everybody serves somebody. You're either serving the true and living God or you serving Satan. You're either going to serve God and serve the ones that he has sent to you, or you're going to serve, serve Satan and the ones that, that, that are here to oppress you. Enemies. You will serve the enemies. Watch this. The Lord sins. Don't say the enemies that the devil sins. The Lord said, I'm going to send some enemies your way that you're going to serve. This is one of the things or one of the groups that God uses to punish us when we don't do like he wants us to do. The Bible says he or God will put an iron yoke on your neck until he has destroyed you. Uh-uh, until he has destroyed you. Ah, you say, Apostle, what? God destroying people? Yes, he will. If you won't get right, if you won't do right, yes, he will destroy you. Satan comes but for to steal kill and to destroy now satan comes to do that but satan's got to get permission from god before he can do any of that god said i don't need permission from anybody i can just do it now god said i can't steal anything because everything is mine but god said i can take god saying the same way i give life god said i can take life and god said the same way i i god said i can destroy it i can destroy god said i'm gonna be the one to destroy it's amazing how sometimes people be just as contrary to God as they possibly can, and then when things go bad, they want to blame it on the devil. Well, sometimes God will use the devil to get you, but then sometimes it'll be God himself getting you. Don't have nothing to do with the devil. It just be it just be you and I having to reap what we have sown. God said, I'm going to destroy you here. Not the devil. God said, uh-uh, I ain't talking about no devil. I ain't using the devil this time. God said, this is me. God said, I'm going to look at verse 49. I will bring a nation against you from far away, from the ends of the earth, like an eagle swooping down, a nation whose language you will not understand. A fierce-looking nation without respect for the old or pity for the young. They will devour the young of your livestock, the crops of your land, until you are destroyed. They will leave you no grain, no wine or oil, nor any calf or of your herd or lambs of your flocks until you are ruined. They will lay siege to all the cities throughout your land until the high fortified walls in which you trust fall down. They will besiege all the cities throughout the land the Lord your God has given you. So look at this. God then gave you a whole bunch of stuff. But because you wouldn't do right, God wouldn't let you keep a whole bunch of stuff. We're talking about, we're still talking about time of your prosperity. You say, Apostle, now what you're saying, listen to me, children of God. You, you need to hear this very well. There are certain things that we must do for God when we are prospering in order for us to maintain our prosperity. There's certain things we got to do for God. Just, there's, just, there's no way around that. Because if not, then God, look at this stuff God is sending here. God said, look, all these cities that I gave you, 
Now I'm going to have them, somebody come in. I'm going to have some enemies come in and take them. You say, Apostle, what that mean? Translate that to me now. All this great job that God done gave you. Now God had to let somebody come in and take it. All this great ministry God done gave you. Then God had to let somebody, if you won't do right, God had to let somebody come in and take it. All these great sons or daughters or that God done gave you, if you won't do right, now God got to let somebody come in and take it. All these great houses or land, God, God said, I, I, I get what I choose to get. But here's the thing you want to keep in mind. God, God is not searching for ways to hurt us when we do crazy stuff. God know how to hurt us. The devil be searching. He be trying to find out what make you tick. You know what to get you. What God ain't. God ain't got to search. God know exactly what to hurt us. God know exactly what we don't like. And that'll be exactly what God will use when we be doing some crazy stuff. Now look at this kind of punishment here. Now I don't even want to go too far in this, but look at verse 53. Now this is one of the covenant curses for disobedience. Because of the suffering that your enemy will inflict on you during the siege, you will eat the fruit of the womb, the flesh of the sons and daughters the Lord your God has given you. Start eating your own children. Can you imagine how bad things got to be for you to eat your own son? We're not talking about a burger at, at, at the burger restaurant. We're not talking about a pizza. We're not talking about, you know, we talk, we're, not, we're not talking about a watermelon or some fruit. We're talking about God making sure that things are so bad for you that you will eat your own son. You will eat your own daughter. Better get serious. In other words, this is, this is representative. Now, I mean, that sounds horrible. That sounds terrible. But you've got to understand that when you disobey God and you won't listen to God and you won't follow the instruction of his prophets and his apostles and his spokesmen, that's horrible to God. See, a lot of times, the only time we can see when something is horrible is when it gets horrible to us. I watched a movie last night, late last night, couldn't sleep, didn't want to jump up and exercise, so I watched this movie called Shudder. And uh, a movie was about this guy, had recently married, but um, he and some friends of his had mistreated a young Japanese girl. They were working over in Japan, photographing models. That was the work that they were doing. And they took and mistreated this young Japanese girl. And she ended up dying or killing herself. Well, you know, to make a long story short, the, the ghost of this girl was haunting these three friends, caused and, and killed two of them. And the last one, she started haunting him too. And he's crying and running and afraid and tormented. Now, he and the friends, they tormented the girl. But they were kind of going on like, you know, after she killed herself, they were kind of going on with life like no big deal. Well, the ghost of this girl was not having it. So what happened was the same way they tormented her when she was alive, the ghost of this girl started tormenting these three friends after the girl was dead. And they all crying out and trying to get her to stop and do all kinds of things. You say, Apostle, what's the, what's the significance here? Well, the significance here, 
they didn't realize the horror of their actions. And this is human nature now. This is why we got to operate in the spirit un until she started making things horrible on them. Oh, we see the same kind of thing going on uh, uh, with many individuals right here in, in this country with police violence. And I'm going to keep going right back to that because that, that needs to change. Oh, as long as, you know, as long as uh, uh, police is just being violent to, toward blacks and just shooting blacks and killing blacks or, for little or nothing and all kind of little stupid stuff, don't seem like that big, that big a deal. Till you get some crazy brothers out there that start hiding behind stuff and shooting whites for police officers, now all of a sudden we see we got a problem. The reality is we got a problem when the police are shooting unarmed blacks for little or nothing, and we got another problem when black snipers and, 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 and black assassins is somewhere killing police. Both of them is a problem, not just, not just a problem when, when blacks start shooting uh, 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 police officers. That's not when the problem began. The problem began when we had police that were being violent against unarmed blacks. There, there's a problem. So we got two problems here. And two, and understand that, that, that two problems is not better than none. We have made a choice in this country, many of us. Now, not all, but it is, or enough of us, to, to, we have made a choice, some of us, that, that two problems is better than none. That's, that's, the, that's madness. That's madness. Would you rather have, have two houses on fire in your neighborhood or none? Would you rather have two car accidents when you go to work today or none? Some of us have made a choice that two problems, the problem of police violence against blacks and the problem of, of, of blacks assassinating police, uh, uh, white police officers, we've decided that two problems is better than none. That's crazy. Zero problems is better. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? That means police out there on the sound of my voice clean up and quit just shooting blacks for, for little or nothing or a little crazy stuff because you out there scared on the job. And uh, 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 blacks quit hiding somewhere and assassinate white police officers that didn't even have nothing to do with some of the stuff that you upset about. That's how we clean that up. Like we trying to, like we trying to figure out as, as stupid as this is in the first place, and as simple as this, this problem is to clear up. Let's, let's clear this up now. Some of y'all, see, that'd be the thing about God, spirit of God, hey, complex problems. Oh, man, we got marches. We got protests, man. We got uh, all kind of white supremacy groups upset. We got blacks, black, black lives matter, all kind of groups. Everybody, let's clear this up. Let's make this simple. Let's simplify this. White police officers out there, the ones that's doing it, the ones that ain't, this ain't a word for you. Stop just shooting black folk for little or nothing. All right? Blacks out there, military trained and all kind of stuff. This ain't for everybody. This is just for the ones that's doing it. Stop hiding behind uh, stuff and hiding out of windows and uh, just hauling off shooting white police officers. This thing's real simple. Clear this up. There. There. That, 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 that'll help solve some of the race problems we have in the United States. Very, very simple. Call me to the White House, uh, uh, Mr. Obama. Call Apostle Bryant to the White House. And, uh, how about, well, we, since y'all still, really, really still trying to figure out how do we uh, uh, clear up race relations in this country, call me. Because the solution is very, very simple. Both groups, stop doing that right now. How about that?
if me and you is fighting, I mean we down in it, tearing up the house, you know, we fighting. Somebody come in and say, both of y'all, stop fighting. Well, that clear this up. Unless we want to keep on fighting. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Police officers, those of you that's doing it, y'all want to keep right on just shooting black folk any kind of way? Come on, let's be honest. Let's talk now. But black brothers out there that got done, have some military training, you want to just keep right on shooting, shooting white police officers? Is that, is that what you want to do? Let's talk now. We, we all family. Let's be. Because we fighting, if me and you is fighting in a room, and we is tearing up the house, because that's all this race, uh, 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 frazzled race relations is doing, is tearing up our country. We fighting, let's take it on in the natural. We fighting in the house, and we tearing up the house, and somebody just walk in and say, look, both of y'all, stop fighting. That won't clear it up? Is that, is, is that what y'all saying? Is that what y'all saying out there, white police officers, that what I just shared with y'all won't clear up some of the problems that, that, that you have? Brothers out there that's hiding behind things, shooting up a, a white police officer. You telling me what I just said with you about stop doing that won't clear up some things? You tell me that won't clear up some, some things? <sighs> Time of your prosperity. You say, Apostle, what you got in there? This country here has abused the time of its prosperity. Say it to the Lord. And since we didn't want to we didn't want to use our time of prosperity, our time of plenty properly, God said, All right, therefore, in hunger, thirst, nakedness, and dire poverty, God says, You will serve the enemies the Lord sends against you. You don't want to use your prosperity right? God said, no problem. I'll take it. You don't want to use your relatively relatively peaceful race relation right? God said, no problem. I'll take it. Let y'all have a race war. Let it escalate. Since y'all don't want to, y'all don't want to just, y'all don't want uh, races to be, you know, get along with one another and, and Treat one another with respect and treat one another as members of the same human race. God said, no problem. I'll take that. Let the devil jump in. How y'all killing each other in the street? But that's all it is. Devil jump in. You out there just shooting people for, for little or no reason out there, police. The devil jump in. You You out there, brothers, are hiding behind stuff, shooting up white folks, shooting up police. The devil don't jump in. You. Come on, let's make it plain. What, 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 what are we playing around for? Let's make it plain. The devil don't jump in. You. Father, in Jesus' mighty and glorious name, we pray today, Father, help us to use our prosperity better. We understand that prosperity is the reward of the righteous. We understand that prosperity is a gift from you. Help us, Father, to use it better, that you will not have to take it, that we will not have to experience dire poverty, that we will not have to experience nakedness, that we will not have to experience all of these things that you foretold through your prophet Moses that will come upon the people. Help us, Father, to repent, to see the error in our ways and in our behavior as a nation that we don't have to uh, destroy ourselves. These and all other blessings we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Let God's people 
say amen and amen. Question. Yes. How how does God find it when we are disobedient to him? Good question. How does God find it or how does God see it? Um, question two. Give me um, three curses for disobedience. Give me three curses for disobedience. And number four, question number three, rather. What's the most horrible curse for disobedience you've seen in our select scripture? What's the most horrible curse for disobedience you've seen? You can reach us through email at the Christian Sound Church at gmail.com. Check our website www.rchurch.com backslash member backslash backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on Talk Shoes, Cast, YouTube, and iTunes at 96 p.m. daily. On Talk Shoe, call 724 7444 and try D17959. type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Sound Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be simply using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smiling you. In Jesus' name, amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 